Consequence Podcast Network. I cannot cry already. <laughs> this is insane. I'm just, oh, I'm so happy to be here. We're super excited for this episode. 200 is definitely something to celebrate. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have you guys respond with Borahay. Borahay, iconic, iconic army. army. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Welcome back. We're your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Your favorite informative fangirl podcast. All right. Today we're going to hang out for about an hour in this live show to take a trip down memory lane and revisit some of BTS's best moments since we've been fans kind of through the lens of Standing BTS. Yeah. And it comes at the perfect time just as BTS are starting to enter the military. We're able to reminisce on all of this time that we've spent with them. Right. Yeah. yeah. And for a 200th episode. And for a 200th <laughs> episode. We're so excited to fangirl, laugh, and recall what we've learned along the way. So let's go ahead and get into the standing BTS timeline here. May 2017. Wow. Uh, this is when we became fans. Just kind of a quick little bit about how we got into it. I discovered them while I was in graduate school studying OT. Got super distracted by BTS because I was in like neurology class trying to focus while looking at pictures of BTS, <laughs> catching up on all their content. I was like, who are these people? You know, uh, just getting to know all of the BTS members. And of course, I had to share with my best friend, Kayla. Yeah. And for some reason, we hadn't been together for like a couple weeks. But mm -hmm. when we did, you had to share. That was like the first thing that you had to tell me about them. And yeah. just knowing you and seeing how excited you were about them, like I I was intrigued and I was so like open-minded I just had to get into it with you like I'm so grateful that you were <laughs> yeah I mean the first song you showed me was dope and I mean like of how course. could I how could I not be hooked just from seeing that you know yeah. 
I feel like that year was also huge because that was the first time that BTS went to the AMAs and they performed there at the AMAs. They performed DNA, which was like as army, that was our first comeback. And so seeing them, you know, it's our very first album of theirs and now they're performing it on this American award show. It was a monumental moment. Um, I mean this, (laughs) this moment. Hello. Yeah. And so we were, I mean, we were such new fans. We were definitely like newborn army. But at the time, we really were excited that they were going to be performing on an American award show because they hadn't done it before. And we knew the significance of it. It was around the time of my birthday. So I decided to lie to a lot of my friends and say it was a birthday party. Um, But it was actually like a full blown, like you can see this Korean flag here. I like made it all BTS themed just to celebrate the AMAs and BTS getting to perform. I had like helium balloons. It's iconic. I'm sorry, but you literally, you're about to say it, but you had these balloons, like two, she had to buy two tanks of helium. Okay. And then hanging from the balloons were photos of BTS from every single balloon. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I went out and got like a Korean flag. Um, It was just so much fun. I had like teams with the different ships where we played like run BTS games and my friends who thought it was just a birthday party were like what on earth is happening we had like Korean hot pot it was just it was so much fun and we got to see BTS perform live at the AMAs and it was just so memorable and that I think was just like the initiation of like I'm so happy to be army I'm so like they just bring me so much joy to be able to do something like this that I would have never done yeah Yeah. that moment was definitely a defining moment where we were like we are army like not only the whole party with like all of your other friends there that you like kind of tricked them into coming to a BTS party (laughs) but when the actual performance happened we were like on the floor feet from the TV like screaming you know and no shame just in love with BTS and so excited for them. Complete fan girl, yeah. yeah. But then at the end of that year, I mean, another incredibly iconic moment was their mama might drop performance with the dance break? Are you kidding? Yes. I mean, I, this moment. Not the dance break, three dance breaks. The three <laughs> dance breaks. But I'm, I'm talking about the third dance break, yeah. you know? Like, first of all, this mama, because we had just become fans this year, this was our first experience with award shows. Like, we had no idea to, what to expect at all. Mm-mm. And so to get this massive performance of Mic Drop with three dance breaks and the third dance break, like, all those body rolls, I feel like, are permanently seared into our minds. Oh, yeah. Like, I think this is probably the first time that we rewatched a video like for member by member, you know, to slow it down. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, every specifically, I remember loving the like Machne fan cams, like especially Young. Young had this like massive headband on. He had this like gold choker. And I was just completely obsessed with Young. Still am. But like I was ultra fangirl over I him. Mean, the headband and the gold chain, like, but fuck. This performance, though, like, is the end of 2017. We really hadn't realized what Mama and Melon really were and what these award show performances had in store. And it just was such an iconic moment for all of them. And they won Artists of the Year. Like, I mean, they pretty much swept. Like, they won, like, seven additional awards mm-hmm. on top of Artists of the Year. Yeah. So I remember them going up and accepting the award, like, completely drenched in sweat after they just, like... I mean, they went all out every 
ounce of energy they had in them they put into that performance and yeah. they were coming off a world tour incredible it's legendary Iconic. this performance is the best yeah by the way we were gonna say if you are listening along with us live grab yourself a drink and every time we say iconic i mean <laughs> you guys all wanted us to drink for this episode no iconics you have to drink for this episode yeah i mean if you don't if you want to obviously <laughs> if you if want you're to age, we'll probably say iconic if you're of age <laughs> times yes right right yeah. so this is when it was the end of the year we were getting to christmas and i was about to start my next field work um which was going to be in st louis and truthfully we were devastated of like how are we going to fangirl together and our solution to that was like let's make a podcast (laughs) but we we can talk about BTS and fangirl over BTS through a podcast why not yeah I mean and it really worked for us because we still got to like when you were in St. Louis and I was in KC we just FaceTimed and hung out and did the same thing we would have done and then we got to talk about it you know and it was such a great decision that we made at the time but we had no idea like that we would be here sitting here, you know, a few years later recording episode 200 episodes in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 200 episodes in, you know, we just started it because we needed to fangirl. Right. But we're here. We're happy. I'm so glad we did that. Yeah. So like over Christmas, we had this idea, you know, and we really started developing it. And at the beginning of 2018, like 2018 was our first year of the podcast. And it was really like the building blocks of standing BTS where we really formed what we have become for sure. So at the end of January, we debuted our first three episodes. We were like, we're here, we're live, we're going to be posting. Yeah. And it's just been going from there. Yeah. So getting into 2018, the next big release that happened was Hope World. And this was just such a blessing. I am a full blown like Hosok stand now, like totally bias him. I don't know how at the time I did not know that yeah. he was going to be a double bias for me because Hope World continues to be on my like Spotify unwrapped every year. Like Airplane and Daydream were on my Spotify unwrapped 2022. Like I just continue to listen to Hope World all the time. But this was when I had started, of course, my clinical, my like level two clinical, which is like, you know, a couple months long. I vividly remember sitting in my car, not wanting to go in because I couldn't stop listening to Hope World. Like I just wanted to keep listening over and over and over. This is one of those albums for me that is just like start to finish is perfect. And I think a lot of armies feel this way. Like there is not a single bad song on this album to get this from J-Hope was just such a blessing and being a new fan and getting this kind of level of music with two music videos. I was like on cloud nine. It was just such a wonderful time. It was freezing cold outside because it was like March or something like that. But I was just living the hope world. Like I was in hope world at the time. It was just so wonderful. I'm pretty certain that this is going to be in my top five albums for the rest of my life like it's just that good hope world really is incredible and when we first heard it we were taken by it and it's never left our like daily rotation like same for me (laughs) I always listen to hope world and that for me that came out like in February I listened to it all spring and then where I really remember hope world was once the sun came out you know summertime nice weather listening to it driving around with the windows down blasting hope world oh 
Oh, that was like what I did that summer. Okay. It was amazing. Um, I just, I loved, you know, that vibe. I think Hope World fit I think it's it. great that that's your memory. My memory is like freezing cold. Yeah. Like my windshield wipers are like <laughs> scraping against the ice on my windshield type of cold. Yeah. <laughs> Minus like sun bright. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But Hope World, I think it's just going to forever stand the test of time. J-Hope is yeah. just, I think this is like the tiny like first glimpse of like really J-Hope's potential and like where he ends up mm-hmm. going from here, you know, especially in chapter two. Yeah, um, for sure. How he is as just as an artist as J-Hope. Definitely. So next up in 2018, we decided to start the ship series. Like I said, this is really the building blocks of standing BTS at this time. So when we started the ship series, it was just because like we had never shipped before in our lives, but we really enjoyed the idea of shipping BTS. And we used to, I mean, for sure, we used to be like really delulu about it. Um, I think for me, for sure. (laughs) I I think of us too. I was the most delulu. I just, I let you live in that. I wasn't going to take that, you know, like I love that for you. Um, Our very first ship series was episode nine and it was Sugar Cookie, which is Yoongi and Jungkook. And we like always, we just decided from the beginning to randomly like pull the, their names out of a cup to know who we would ship. And we've always stuck with that. That's been like, the main thing that's changed and other things have or the main thing that stayed the same other things have changed I think we really went from trying to discover the validity on if these relationships really exist on like a romantic (laughs) level to like actually just exploring the beautiful relationship and connection that like these people have together and the unique bond that each you know each one of them share with the other one because as seven members working together as they call themselves brothers and a family that they've become over these years there's so many different interpersonal relationships in there and I think we've just really come to love every single different relationship and the way that they care for each other and look after each other and support each other and so that's what I love about the ship series is just being able to see that and you know have a purposeful time to explore that right to like into the dynamics of the members yeah. and so yeah originally the ship series like I I don't know if it, whose idea it was but I was such a strong take it had to have been shipper. your idea are you kidding <laughs> I, it was totally my idea <laughs> but also you're the alliteration queen so you definitely definitely thought ship, ship series. series yeah <laughs> but just absolutely love Taycook and their dynamic and their friendship and at the time I think I was maybe just a little too delulu with it which was fine like I was such a new fan I had never shipped before I didn't really actually know what that was but I've loved what the ship series has brought it's such a lovely series that so many iconics really enjoy and we some of the most fun research was yeah. getting to just look at the BTS members friendships yeah. and and even getting into those flirtatious moments where like, oh, you know, the, even if it is fan service or whatever, it's so it's fun and enjoyable for us. Yeah. You know? Like take hook yeah. or like even mini money. Like I would have never fallen in love with like Jimin and Namjoon ship Minjoon. or or even probably let myself like double bias Namjoon with Jimin had I not had that bridge between like thinking of this mini money right. connection Minjoon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we had done the ship series, and then shortly after this, we ended up getting the release of Singularity and Love Yourself Tear after that. But we also ended up going through our first ticketing process for BTS tickets to go to Fort Worth and see them for the Love Yourself concert. Yeah. 
Which was crazy because this weekend of ticket purchasing just happened to go over a weekend that Bethany, you had a prior planned camping trip. There was no way that you were going to get out of it. And there was no cell phone service where you were going to be at. So you actually like trained like family members on how to use Ticketmaster, all of the tips and tricks. And at the same time that, you know, tickets were going to be bought over the weekend, Singularity randomly drops. We had no idea it was coming. It just drops. And for me, the whole weekend was just like pure, just anticipation for you to get fucking cell phone service. Like I was like, please, like Sunday, like 11 a.m. or something. I just knew that you would drive out of the woods far enough to get all of my million messages about Singularity because I knew that you were going to lose your mind. What a weekend for me to go off the grid. (laughs) I was like... Man, I had no idea that he was gonna that Taeyong was gonna be the intro for the new album. And I was just so in the mindset of tickets are going on sale and I was just thinking about the concert, not really about like the intro or the new album that was coming. We were still new fans, so like the promotions and stuff, we weren't as on top of it as right. we are now. But I in serviced my parents and I remember my mom being just like, You are ridiculous like do you see yourself and I'm like I don't care I don't care this is what you need to do but I can't express the emotions of getting into like phone service like actually getting service and the floods of text messages I got from you guys trying to get tickets finding out that we had gotten floor tickets to Mm -hmm. see them in Fort Worth and then also singularity this like so hot, just like unbelievably sexy Young with this like very soulful song, mm-hmm. um, this like neo soul song. Yeah. I'm like, damn. damn. <laughs> like really, because it was nothing we had ever heard before no. from BTS. And of course it's Young, like the sexiest, most like sultry man of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Also shout out to Wen Hao for snagging those Fort yes. Worth tickets. But truly, no other BTS song like Singularity. Mm. I love Inner Child and Stigma, but Singularity takes the cake for me for Young's solo songs. Like, it's just one of the best. And the choreography. The choreography is incredible. Like, yeah. the fact that the song is so, you know, like, slow and even-tempoed, but the choreography is so crisp and clean and thought-provoking, too. Like, I remember watching that video for the first time and then even going in and doing research for it to analyze the video, and there's so much to it that we broke down from of the course, choreo. Of course, there was, like, mythology behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah, the narcissism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a fantastic song. The music video, the choreo, all around... Taeyang just being hot as always. Like, he's unbelievable. Uh, um, we really had no idea what we were getting into with, like, Singularity because when Comeback happened and we got Love Yourself Tear, we got Fake Love as the hit track right after that. I mean, sexy to sexy. Just right. incredible. Me, when I'm thinking about, like, Love Yourself Tear coming out, I'm thinking about, like, Jungkook and his performance. But Abs. mainly... <laughs> My first experience with the song coming out and with the album itself was in my apartment, pitch black, 4 a.m., headphones in, laying in my bed, trying not to wake up my husband and like watching this song. And right when I finished it, I had to like click repeat, like watch it again. Mm-hmm. Loved it, floored by it. And I immediately was like intrigued by how different it was from what we knew of BTS because our only experience from Comeback had been her. And so we were thinking like, okay, this is BTS's music and sound. And we had no idea like how different 
different eras going can to be. This, yeah, or, the eras and going uh-huh. to a darker concept. I right. feel like fake love. It's not like blood, sweat, and tears wasn't like a little bit of a dark concept. You know, like it. Something about fake love though was particularly darker and more Mm -hmm. emo and I just so for me it was kind of a little not jarring that's maybe not the right word but like it was a shift for me because we were coming off of DNA and I'm just like oh I don't know how I feel about this and I feel terrible now looking back at it but first time listening through I was like I don't know. I don't know about fake love, but now it's by far one of my most like favorite concert songs because of the fan chant. Oh yeah, like fake love. Yes, like it's it's an unbelievable moment with BTS and Army during the fake love performances. Yes, yeah. Also, like anytime you listen to the song, like I, I. I feel like I almost crashed my car every time I hear this in the car because you have to do the choreo. You have to do love the choreo. Love so bad. Love so, like, yes. how could you not, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, like, obviously, they got to perform this. And, like, this is a fucking billboard. Jungkook with the full ab reveal, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the Korean comeback stages. Obviously, he was not doing this. He was, like, barely even touching his shirt on those stages. And so we, at the time, did not expect this in any way because we were like... But I remember ARMY's speculating like oh, he pulls right. up his shirt a little bit he pulls up his shirt like a maybe little bit he will. and then he comes to an American award show and just like boom full I mean. abs like almost up above his nipple like oh, oh Jungkook stop yeah. uh, this is when Jungkook started to just wreck me forever <laughs> for my entire life and yes. he's never stopped he's just continued to yeah. destroy me but overall particularly <laughs> for fake love and tear um I really enjoyed the styling of this this whole concept. Yeah. Like, I just really was in love with the fashion, the harnesses, you know. Mm-hmm. I was into it. Oh, the harnesses. <laughs> yep. Same, same. It was great. So after this, we end up getting Epiphany and Idol and Love Yourself Answer releases. Gosh, what a year. The Love Yourself era yeah. here. For the release of Idol, I had gone to visit some friends at college in a college town and they had gone out for the night and we had been partying and whatnot and all I was thinking about was I have to get up at an ungodly hour after already being out late drinking to (laughs) be there for the, the drop of Idol. Yeah. And I remember so vividly waking up in the middle of the night with all my friends like sleeping on air mattresses, <laughs> walking to the bathroom, sitting on the toilet, hungover, trying to wrap my head around <laughs> Idol. Like the this music video was like bright colors, just like the CGI. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, this song is a banger but like I was like what is happening with this music video it was just so bright lots going on kind of over the top right can't say kind of it is over the top yeah fantastic yeah the intentional overproduction that we came to realize its purpose as we like dissected the video in the episode about it but like at the time it was a lot you know, I'm sure. 5 hung over on the hung toilet, over? Yes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but truthfully, I, I loved Idol right from the get-go. I just loved the song. But with the repackaged album, we had never had a repackaged before. Mm-hmm. But getting those trivias was such a gift. Yeah. And it was so unexpected. I didn't quite know what to expect with a repackage at the time right but just dance continues to be one of my Mm all-time favorite songs Mm -hmm. but also 
Seesaw. Yeah, yeah. Seesaw's I mean, iconic, especially, I mean, like, Yoongi went viral with his performance of Seesaw. I mean, that that clip of him, that left Stan Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. like, locals were seeing that, and, I mean, that's an iconic song, too. Right. I love the trivias, and yeah, it was our first repackage, so we weren't quite sure, like, what to expect, but we felt really fulfilled by mm-hmm. the new additional songs and you know like love myself oh, yeah. answer yeah. just incredible on there we and getting euphoria on that too loved epiphany mm-hmm. and talking about jen's you know intro for the album too yeah. so all around i just feel like it's such a fantastic repackaged album mm-hmm. and idol will stand the test of time i oh, just yeah. love that it's the intro of our podcast yeah. like it's just the ultimate confidence boost hype song yeah. and i just also have to give a shout out to jungkook's like yellow suit that he wears <laughs> in it because this is when we're like wow it is obscene like i'll never forget just like yeah. how obscene he looks in this outfit those pants are so tight yeah <laughs> i mean in the music video they have to cut away before right. you see too much yeah. yeah um i mean idol is so iconic i feel yeah. like idol represents bts at the height of their career with all of what this song represents right. the song and the music video itself um and I a mean, representation of them and mm-hmm. korean culture i right. think that was a big takeaway from getting into the music video was looking at all of the korean cultural symbols and representations so it led for just I remember recording our episode to review Idol and just I feel like that really opened the pathway for us of like, wow, we can really get into our analysis of BTS's music and even the videos more than just like the basic kind of storyline that they have going. That really was our first time, like truly analyzing the video instead of just like putting, piecing together the storyline. And so that was a big, or um, fangirling. Yeah. Or just (laughs) fangirling. Right. Like we definitely made sure to like have fangirling in every like, um, music video review episode because we still love to do it, but we really realized how much we enjoyed like analyzing what they're doing here. And, you know, as much as we pick apart the lyrics, being able to pick apart the symbolism in the music video and then providing that content too. Like BTS have always been such proud carriers of Korean culture. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think idol and the music video was one of those times that we really realized how much they are. Yeah. That there was much more to to their music and sure. to their videos, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I just felt like Idol was the gateway yeah. for us to really start getting more analytical with our reviews. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then later on in that year, we got to go and see. This is actually when we saw BTS in Fort Worth. And this was in, I think, like September. And I was it, October, I'm pretty sure. Oh, October? I don't, yeah. Well, maybe it was September. I, I feel like September 16th it sticks in my mind. But the concert was so incredible being our very first BTS experience. We really had no idea like how lucky we were. We were in open floor GA, so no seats. And it wasn't divided between like VIP GA and regular GA and there was no division between first and second stage it was literally all open and so we started the concert like back by second stage but we were able as the concert kept going to move in and out of you know like every kind of area of the stages you know back and forth next to the runway by the main stage it's unheard of it's it's crazy like at the time we had no idea that we would never ever get something like like that again I feel like this is a conversation that a lot of armies talk about too is like man if you're a BTS army who got to see them in Fort Worth like I mean the sign that they had outside was just like so janky and so like 
people were clowning for- on the venue. They were like, yeah. I graduated high school there. Right. They and- could have had <laughs> such a larger venue and they could have put way more people on the floor. It was truly a blessing to have been able to go to Fort Worth and yeah. see them in Fort Worth because it was just such a small, intimate concert for how large they had already gotten at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember going from second stage to first stage, walking down the like the runway with them like we could just be wherever we wanted. It mm-hmm. was it was so special. And just for that to be our first concert experience yeah. was just unforgettable. Yeah, definitely. I caught Yungi's water bottle. Right. That was like the one of the most memorable moments of that concert was like they were doing a medley and like I would just will never forget how he looked at me because yeah. this is why like even when we went to the Enhypen concert I was like I'm not having my phone out um, mm-hmm. because when you don't have it your phone out you're able to just really experience it and I feel like at least Yungi appreciated that and he saw me and he was like fuck yeah I see you like whatever while he was like rapping during the medley and then like after he took a drink of his water and like flipped it all over the crowd it was during run it was yeah and he threw it out and it literally landed right at my feet and there was like two or three girls around me who were like scooping down like there, there was hands there was all hands around <laughs> yeah. it but I was just so quick I've never been that quick in my life yeah like I just snatched that shit up so fast oh my gosh I'll just I didn't even see him throw the water bottle I was just like oh my God, I got hit by their water. Like I was just so grateful to be hit by the water. And I'll never forget turning around to you being like, oh my God, did you get hit with the water too? Like, did you get hit with the water? And you're like, bitch, I have this water bottle. And I'm like, no, freaking way. Un- yeah. Unbelievable. Oh unbelievable. God, what a what a great first concert experience with yeah. BTS. You deserve that water bottle. <laughs> I, I mean, I have it. And this picture of us is us sobbing at the end of the concert as we do at the end of every BTS concert. Yeah. I mean, we were a fucking mess. I we were destroyed. The tears just come on. Like there's yeah. no warning. It just like the second they're like trying to leave and they're saying goodbye. The like, waterworks no, going to just play. Got here. Right. It goes by so quick. Yeah, yeah. It really does go by so yeah, quick. Yeah, my outfit was like fully Young influenced. I had like the beret, the glasses, the very mm. artsy shirt, and like Gucci flats, although they weren't yeah. really Gucci. <laughs> I'm literally wearing the same glasses, but my hair is like very short at the time. Like I I did not cut hair my hair so to be short. like Jimin, but like I used to have my hair cut that short and I had like a couple different short hairstyles. I've grown back out long now or whatever. Yeah, yeah what a time. What? Yeah. A time. time yeah. uh, also, we met up with the very first iconic in person. One iconic. One iconic <laughs> at the Fort Worth concert, Dakota. And yeah. it was so awesome to meet her. And that was the first one. This gives us a little bit of perspective of where the show's gone since then. Yeah. yeah. So after this, we end up getting the release of Mono, which I felt like dropped out of nowhere. He, there was really no promotion around it. Namjoon really hadn't hinted at this mixtape release. Um, so I had just gotten married and I was in Hawaii on my honeymoon when this album unexpectedly drops or this al- this mixtape. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just remember just being in complete paradise with Corey, like newlywed and I'm like oh my god I'm sorry babe but I've got to listen to this album like Namjoon just released a mixtape like I have to listen and I'm like in this like sunny tropical island (laughs) listening to forever rain crying on my honeymoon and I'm just like it's not really 
the vibe right now, but I love mono so, so much. And I appreciated everything that it, that it is at the time, even though it like wasn't really reflective of where I was in my life. But like, I remember just thinking how cohesive the album was and particularly loving moon child Mm -hmm. and everything goes like that being such a mantra and just the meaning of it. And it's, again, Mono, I just think is, it's such a gift. I don't understand how they continue to put out such great music. Um, no promotion around it. Right. Just Nam June speaking from his heart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you were thousands of miles away in paradise, you know, being like, this album does not fit what I'm going through right now. <laughs> I wasn't really saying that. <laughs> I, like, looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, I was really crying to Mono. Right. On your honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the setting was perfect for me because like when Namjoon released this, he was like, I want it to come out during fall. You know, it's going to be like the perfect mood for like the vibe of the album. And it was for me because I was sitting at home, like sinking further into my seasonal depression and like just really vibing with every cathartic song and like moment on the album. And what I loved was when you got back from your honeymoon and we got to sit down and listen to this album together. This was the first time that we were relating the idea of cathartic with BTS's music because we had not listened to the album from start to finish with each other and we did and what we talked about while we were listening through I mean not just catching up from like you know your vacation and everything Mm -hmm. your honeymoon but like just everything that came up just from feeling the music not even looking at the lyrics yet I mean we both cried just listening to it and by the time we got to everything goes we felt such this wash of catharsis where we just were able to let all of these emotions go and you know it was such a pinnacle moment I feel like for how deeply we connected with BTS's music like not only do we love like these lyrics that they've written in the past or we think that that's a banger but now we're like experiencing relief from listening to an album like true relief and we felt like Mm -hmm. from that album that we could go back to it and listen to it anytime that you're feeling in like that depressed mood like mono is what you put on because mono is going to take you through that like start to finish and almost Mm -hmm. like that feeling of mono or like that catharsis of mono is what inspired us to continue to look at their albums and like mm-hmm. to think about their music differently yeah I'm so happy that you remembered just like sitting down for that album review I hadn't really thought about it but like I'm taken back to your old apartment mm-hmm. and really us crying and talking about like how we relate to the music the lyrics that stood out to us and our experiences and thinking about what he had experienced and understanding really like the feelings of catharsis in that moment because of that journey that mono takes you on from start to finish yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast.
And then at 20, you know, at the end of 2018, we had Mama 2018. And, you know, Melon and Mama at the end of 2018 were both really memorable nights. But in particular, the Mama performance or the Mama night in Hong Kong was because this is where BTS got their Artist of the Year award. And this is where we got this crying J-Hope um, where he started the speech, the acceptance speech with like mm-hmm. this bright, super joyful smile and he started to get choked up and it broke into this, which of course broke all of our hearts as we're watching. But he's like grinning ear to ear, holding this trophy for Artist of the Year and then just breaks into, like the smile breaks yeah. and he starts crying. Yeah. And, uh, the reason we have to talk about Mama 2018 is because I think this was just shocking and just like devastating to all of armies because we had no idea that like 2018 was such a fantastic year for them Mm -hmm. but they had gone through so much turmoil during that year and 2018 was also a fantastic year for army as listeners like think about all we just said that we got to hear and experience yeah answer mono hope world hope world yeah Yeah. but to know (laughs) the tour yeah exactly and to know at the end of 2018 that they really struggled throughout that year and even prior in 2017 was very sad during Jin's speech he said that at the beginning of 2018 they had been thinking about disbanding they were going through a really hard emotional time and they had seriously considered it and like that knowledge that realization like army we had never gotten any information like that before and so like that was a really hard time I think for army to like understand and process and then we're going back and like questioning everything and like then this this moment is when we realize what outro tier is about when everyone realized what outro tier was about yeah because they later told us that the rap line wrote that song as like this is our breakup song that we're gonna disband and then they all listened to it together and cried and yeah. basically decided not to. And so this is when we're fi- we're just learning that they had gone through all of this emotional turmoil. And that's what just made that mama really stand out because they had gotten to the end of that really, really hard year. And, and th- that's true. Like they said in their speech that they basically had made it to the other side. Right. Right. It was just so heartbreaking, though, to see like J-Hope was crying. Jungkook was crying. I mean, pretty much every Tae member Young. was crying. Tae Young, when Jen had mentioned that they had thought about disbanding, like completely broke down. And it was just like these photos are honestly devastating of him. Like I can't look at them. But of course, like it just warms my heart a little bit to see Jungkook there comforting him and holding him to his chest, you know, just letting him cry it out. I mean, it was gosh, I kind of forgot about this award and this speech that they gave and what had happened. It's so much time has passed since this, but right. And they've come so far since this, like they're so far past what caused them to get to that moment of considering disbandment that they're so far past that. Even here in the speech, they were past that just talking about it and reliving it obviously brought up, brought up that emotion for them. But you know, some members were very lighthearted in the moment as if to convey like it's hilarious the idea that we would break up now at this point I mean so we go from that at the end of 2018 and then the first thing in 2019 is like we started getting it's just like complete whiplash yeah we go from sobbing over disbandment and realizing what outro tier is into boy with love yeah which is a great time i mean we so we got like map of the soul persona and this had the hit track boy with love with halsey which was 
significant because it's the first time that a hit track had a feature on it. I mean, they had done yeah, it wasn't Idol like with, a remix right. or a second release. Right. Yeah, it was the Just original there. track had Halsey on it. Yeah, yeah. so really cool. And uh, I mean, really truly, this album, although the uh, Persona album is short, it's really full of iconic songs like Home, Microcosmos, right? Jamais Vu, Dionysus, Dionysus. I mean, and Home. Yeah. Like, those two songs for me, like, dang. But also, yeah, Make It Right. Boy With Love is oh, just yeah. such a fantastic song. The collaboration is one of their best collaborations. We love Halsey. They love Halsey. Um, so it was just such a happy time. Like, I know that we were coming off of that, like, really sad speech. But, like, once they go into 2019, they really kick things off and with such a bright concept. Mm-hmm. You know, back to love yourself, her yeah. brightness, you know. Yeah, but this is when we're getting Map of the Soul. Right. And this is when we start getting, you know, these Jungian terms mm-hmm. with the intros of Persona. Then we would get Shadow and Ego. So Yeah. And now we're getting, like, deep into philosophy in the midst of, like, fangirling over their music video we're like you know listening to philosophy podcast about Carl Jung and you Mm -hmm. know his teachings just so we can understand these lyrics right yeah right which is great I love to be educated by BTS me too yeah such a bob Mm -hmm. love boy with love yeah map of the soul persona yeah so after this we got speak yourself in Chicago um that is the second BTS concert that we got to go to and um we actually got to experience this concert with Jordan which is Mm -hmm. so great um he came with us that night and it was such a rainy and like chilly night that night too but it was an amazing concert Mm -hmm. it was a rainy night Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I remember we had brought Uh, our own rain jackets or like the ponchos the rain ponchos yeah and I remember people coming up to armies being like where'd you get that where'd you buy that I'm like I'm so sorry we we brought it we didn't buy it here wish we you know there was somewhere you could purchase ponchos Mm because it was cold and chilly it It was was. very Chicago weather and but we were committed to our outfits we were like we're gonna wear this no matter what because we had planned what we were gonna wear Mm -hmm. so we were just freezing with our ponchos on Yeah, (laughs) it was worth it, though. And it it was was a great time. Yeah, we got to see like singularity and serendipity again. And like to see Young on the bed there at Speak Yourself was something brand new. Yes, yes. I feel like, okay, we try our best to not spoil events, you know, like spoil the concert. So we'll like stand, we'll stay off of stand Twitter or whatnot. Um, but I, I'll just never forget the army standing next to me who, kn- she was clearly a Taeyang bias. I was a Taeyang bias. Like I had like my little Tata headband on and we hear Singularity starting. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even know that the solo performances were like all redone, like totally new shows and you know just like stages I guess mm. and she is like double fisting two beers and she turns to me she's by herself <laughs> she turns to me and she's like oh my god the bed the bed Taeyong the bed and I'm like the bed like what is this girl talking about like I was like this girl is loco right like she's drunk <laughs> yeah like really and then we see Taeyong start this performance laying on a bed like opening and like flicking his eyelids you know up and down looking at the camera right at the right moment like damn it Taeyang um I just 
un- unforgettable. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never forget her just like freaking out on it over it and me have having no idea what she was talking yeah. about. Um, and then fully understanding why she was freaking out to yeah. that level. And then <laughs> continuing to like freak out with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And he had green contacts in. he had like a green duster, like robe on and just Damn. green microphone, green everything. And it just, he just so knows that you're obsessed with green. And had to wear it for you that it's just night. So so hot. I, after that <laughs> concert, I had listened to Singularity hundreds of times, but after that concert, on my drive, like my six-hour, eight-hour drive back to St. Louis, I like for a solid three hours on loop listened to Singularity. Like that's just how much it impacted me. Yeah. I was like, I have heard this song a million times, but I have like this totally new perspective on it. <laughs> <laughs> just like as you should though, because right. every time that you replayed it, you were replaying him on the bed. That's exactly in your mind. It. I mean, like how could you and turn the that choreo. off? Yeah. The choreo. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, as the year continued, as 2019 continues, we have Chicken Noodle Soup yeah. by J-Hope. Featuring Becky G. I mean, this this is still one of my favorite J-Hope songs just because it is the first ever. This is a historic song. First ever song in English, Korean, and Spanish. Yeah. And I just think that is so fucking cool as a Spanish teacher, as someone who loves, you know, like Spanish language and all the different cultures. Um, I love to see it represented in a BTS song. Like it's like my two favorite things coming together, right. like when worlds collide, um, mm-hmm. iconic. And then what makes it even better is three years later after this song coming out, you know, Becky G comes and performs it with J-Hope and at Hobie Palooza. Yeah. Yes. Like that just means that even t- to both of them, this song really means that much to them too. That three years later after the song comes out, they're both going to perform it together. Um, yeah. I love this song. I thought that it was iconic when he came out with this music video. He looks yeah. so fucking good. Yeah. The choreo for it too. I remember all of the BTS members doing the choreo just having so much fun with it such a great release I felt like all of the BTS members were so supportive of this release and loved it just as much as ARMY did just even Bianca Bonnie's involvement in it you know with this being originally her song and hearing J-Hope's story on why he picked this song and why Becky G also felt connected to the song right uh, I think that also really adds to just the significance and just how wonderful this collaboration and kind of remake was. Uh, my Something I really think of, a very vivid memory, is I was working in Olympia, Washington at the time, and I remember one of my coworkers who I don't expect anyone to know who BTS is. I don't know why, at least at this time. This time, not now. Um, one of my patients and my coworkers was watching chicken noodle soup and I'm like, Oh, right. Hold up. I, whatever I'm doing, put it down. I got to come over and see what's happening. Right. And my coworker had no idea who J-Hope was. She had, didn't know that he was like a member of BTS. All she could say was, Oh, he's such a better dancer than her. You know, comparing J-Hope to Bianca and uh, not, be, Oh my gosh, Becky G. And I'm like, you have no idea who you're watching one of the best dancers on the planet right now. Of course he's better. Like she had no idea who he was, but I just felt like she was completely mesmerized by his dancing. I just love seeing like a complete third party, someone who's not army watching him being like, damn, he's just a fantastic dancer. And I think she thought he was hot too, but she didn't say that, but like she was definitely into him. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. Like she randomly like was just obsessed with it and that you got to have that little moment. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the fact that, I mean, that patient who was like in her 80s, she knew who BTS were because of her grandkids. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, ARMY is all ages. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So 2019 was pretty brief, but 2020, getting into 2020, we started with New Year's. Yeah, we, we started on such a high note <laughs> of 2020 because we got the performance at Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve in oh, New yeah. York City. And boy, this performance, I immediately go to Minyoungi. <laughs> That's where I go because <laughs> of the Make It Right body roll. Yes. And Minyoungi, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, all of their body rolls are fantastic and they're like little hip thrusts on the stairs. But we were like, oh, it's so cool that they're going to be, you know, at the... Rockin' New Year's Eve, but this particular performance of Make It Right, I was not expecting such great choreo on no. the stairs <laughs> and this Minyunki in this white shirt totally wrecking me. The thing is, too, since this is like Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, like there's not footage of this that you can really find of like the whole performance in like good high quality. No. But you know what there is? There is like a 27 second video of Yungi's hip rolls on the yes. stairs. Yeah. Thank you to those armies. Because mm-hmm. that's what's important. What yeah. an iconic moment for them. We were really excited to, for them to perform at New Year's. We were like, this is BTS's year. Yeah. Um, what's also crazy is that 2020 was when we got to our 100th episode. And for that episode, we did finally foreheads um, because many iconics had asked us to talk about foreheads. And we had decided, I mean, it was time that, you know, we had to have the forehead discussion about yeah. how attractive BTS are. And how attractive their foreheads are um, as the foreheads became how, how game changing the forehead is the, the maturity <laughs> of the forehead exposure you know it was a very um, yeah. highbrow topic but it yeah. was a really great <laughs> time I honestly when I look back on that episode like it in our Google Doc, we went into like different types of hairlines and got so serious with like the discussion of the we foreheads. We did. We really did. Yeah. But I also am like thinking how unserious of an episode, like finally foreheads. Right. But... For our hundredth episode. Right. Yeah. I'm glad we did it though. Yeah, it was a good time. But after this, we end up getting the Map of the Soul 7 release. This was February 21st, 2020. We had so many episodes that covered this album because it's just so special to BTS. It's so special to ARMY. Um, It's for sure one of their best albums of all time. We covered... Sugar Shadow, we mm-hmm. covered Ego, the intro, I mean, yeah, Ego, yeah. outro, outro, outro. Ego. Mm-hmm. Um, we covered Barefoot Bonton, talking about their Black Swan performance, which was like life-changing for me, talking Literally. about On, the manifesto film, yeah. yeah, and just the album review overall with all of their, their solo tracks mm-hmm. and like the different, you know subunit songs yeah they really gave us a lot to talk about um I think that this was such a deeply personal album for BTS for all of the members because it's really a strong reflection of them as a group this is a distinct album being like their seventh full studio album them you know each making songs there's a lot of subunit songs on that album that made it really special they each had a hand in the production and the lyrics of the songs 
things that they were working on, which is typical for a handful of members already, but some of them don't get as involved in it. And so it was awesome that they really did with this album. For us, like we always think about, well, I always think about their song Friends. I love Friends because with... Young and Jimin being you're an eyes bias mm-hmm. um, I've always really connected to that song because it's a really meaningful song for their friendship and I love that we're able to kind of like live their friendship and our friendship at the same time through the connection of them being our biases yeah. um, so that was really sweet I love the person you know the personal touch that they bring to the the album oh yeah the fr- friends I just feel like I think of all those little tiny details and the lyrics of like specific events and stories and things that they've said to each other like it just shows how deeply personal seven as an album is to all of the members. Um, I freaking love shadow. Um, when the intro for shadow was released, this is, I think when I became perpetually wrecked by Yoongi mm-hmm. and this is when I was like, Whoa, I've never <laughs> been sleeping on him way too long, even though of course I've always appreciated him, but just shadow was like game changing Oh yeah, for me. Um, I mean, I, this Minyungi, this Minyungi is fucking insane. Right. It's yes. burned into my memory. It's yeah. the best shot of him of all time. He's so incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Shadow Yungi. What a time. And also just the packaging of this album too. Like I think of all of the different versions and the seven, and the fact that all of them have like the seven tattoos. Like clearly, like yeah. this, this album. I don't know. I feel like all of armies clearly appreciate it and love it, but I just feel like it it didn't get lost in 2020, but like, it just like, it was such a great album to like be followed by the pandemic. It was just unfortunate timing. Right. Um, I mean like, this album had on too. It had on, it had black Black swan, Swan. black swan. I think is one of their best songs of all time. Like I looped that. I did not sleep after the release of black swan. Like I could not go back to sleep because I just couldn't stop listening. And the album start to finish the songs. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, so the, I mean, it's just iconic, the whole album. And you're right. It really, it's, it's not that the album didn't get like the attention it deserved, but it didn't get its full moment because of COVID shutdown. When COVID shut down, like everything that we thought 2020 was going to be for BTS came to a screeching halt. Like we were like, they are at the top of their game and they're about to dominate this whole year. They're about to go on this tour. We had gotten tickets for their map of the soul tour. And we just knew that they were really going to take over everything. Mm -hmm. And COVID just took that all away. We, We did get like quite a few, you know, things from them during shutdown that kept mm-hmm. us going like we had some episodes about like quarantine content because they were putting so much out we got the first bang bang con we got another one later on their you know live stream concerts yeah. kind of like that new venture into how to have a concert virtually and how to um even the first one was a lovely way to feel connected to bts right. and to other army at the time when so many of us were feeling so isolated right. but really what got us through this COVID what saved shutdown. us all what saved us all was d2 absolutely i mean min Yoongi, as he does just <laughs> continues to create incredible music yeah and d2 like i mean i was really struggling with shutdown i was mm-hmm. the most depressed i have ever been in my life mm-hmm. there was a point in the spring where you came to visit me because 
of how depressed I was where Jordan was like, you should come visit Kayla. And I mean, then in the summer when D2 came out, it wasn't any better. You know, it was just the isolation was so hard. And I was at home every day and Jordan still had to go to work every day. And so I literally saw no one. It was very lonely. And when D2 came out, I decided to just come to you in St. Mm -hmm. Louis and for us to just listen to this album together and put together the episode on it and to review it. And I will just never, ever forget sitting on your back patio. And it was a gorgeous day, like sunny, breezy, beautiful weather. Yeah. It was spring. It was spring. And we just listened to the entire album start to finish, just sharing our thoughts and feelings as we listen to it like literally I just can't stop thinking about set me free playing and hearing the birds and set me free and then the actual birds around Outside. like your house like mm-hmm. chirping and it was just a perfect moment it was a perfect moment in the midst of like how horrible the shutdown had been so far yeah I'll never forget that yeah um our our album reviews are always so memorable and I feel that like it's some of our like best bonding time together mm-hmm. but because of the pandemic and what everyone was going through at the time and just like facing this new reality getting to dissect and enjoy and just really get into what D2 had to offer and all of his music with you know with this release was just something I'll never forget it's yeah. so memorable um I'll never forget it yeah um yeah. I mean Dejuta Deshwata, I also feel, well, I don't feel, I know that this is actually our Deshwata review and our D2 album review are our most listened to episodes. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. And I feel like it's because uh, our heart and soul was poured into them because of how much we enjoyed D2 and how much we enjoyed Deshwata and yeah. Deshwata, like, I just feel like how dare Minyungi (laughs) put both blonde and dark hair Minyungi into one video. Like, he really was like, no mercy. No mercy. Yeah. This shot of him with the sword behind his back, mm-hmm. with the bl- long blonde hair and his cheekbones, sharp as hell. The sword dance in the music video? I, I mean, know. are you kidding? He's crazy. I mean, he's and crazy. then he put himself, like, in, in, like, rope tied up. Like, he's tied up in this no. music video. Black hair, scar on his face. Yeah. Fuck. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, never, ever over Dejuta, never over D2, Min Yoongi, and what he gave us there. Right. So after this, we get the release of Dynamite. And this was in August, late August of 2020. Uh, We really enjoyed getting to talk about just like their tiny desk performance for Dynamite. Mm -hmm. Um, America's Got Talent. They went on, you know, iHeartRadio. Just all of like the American promotions around Dynamite, which really made sense with it being there like first, first English. English track single release. Yeah. Um, that was huge. It I was mean, huge. It was like, it was surprising because for so long from them, we had heard in so many interviews, like we're not doing English music. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what Namjoon just said in change part two, fuck my interviews from years ago. Um, and so this was like a change for them, but we were so excited for it. And this is the, f- one of the first times it maybe was the first time that we decided to do a live stream on Instagram. And so we did a, like you and I on our podcast, account did a live stream for the um the drop of this music video and I just remember sitting in my living room like having 
um, like sitting in front of my coffee table, super close to the TV. And so we're sitting on the floor and then we were literally floored by Young when he comes up. This Young, That Young, Like that fucking, the forehead, the moment, I mean, right. we literally screamed and fell back on the floor. Like we were done. We were dead. He's insane. I mean, talk about forehead. Talk about forehead. Okay. But what I remember about Dynamite is like, tr- like I didn't really have any thoughts on like their English discography yet because this was the first release that we got. So I was like, I'm just super excited that we're getting a single. It's all in English. How fun, whatever. And I remember just vibing and enjoying Dynamite so, so much that our first time listening through, watching live on Instagram together, I turned to you and I was like, this is their best. Like, I was like, this is absolutely their best. And just seeing, I love the shots of all of them coming up close and like Young running his hands through his hair and right. Jimin's full forehead too. I mean. And, uh, Jen being in that brown outfit, oh. like this funky retro. The king of brown. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, truthfully, that's when we're like, put him in brown more often. Like he just looks so great. It really was that glimmer of hope that joy that they could bring to us during such a difficult awful time time. yeah Yeah. and then just speaking of what we were saying earlier about this album map of the soul seven like getting its moment getting the time that it deserved and because it didn't get the tour that was supposed to go along with it we always kind of felt like it didn't get everything that it needed but what we did get from it was the map of the soul one performance um which was a a one-time live stream concert that they performed basically like there had their planned set list for this album. Yeah. Rest in peace to that concert for oh. all of the armies who had tickets. That right. was devastating. Mm-hmm. I cried. We mourned like that whole day when we found Literally. out that that concert wasn't happening and that it was going to be streamed virtually. Oh, yeah. We had four tickets, like silver sound check. We were going to see BTS at sound check for the first time or you know, not first time, but like the only potential time we would see them, right. you know, at sound check. And it was second stage like couple rows back yeah. like it was such perfect a supreme seats the, oh yeah the, the perfect seats and sound check I mean yeah. sound check was like one of the things that we always wanted, wanted the do. most that yeah. seems so unattainable and yeah. to have actually secured those tickets I mean it felt too good to be true yeah. and I mean I guess it was, was like too it, good to be it true. really never came to yeah. fruition yeah I mean that was it was hard to get over and I think for me I still think about the actual performance itself it was devastating for Jin to perform Moon and not get his live performance of Moon with, with Army. ARMY. Like, I feel like that is such a song that he deserved to yeah. sing with all of ARMY's love surrounding he him. Um, when but, we were watching together, we were both just like crying, holding on to each other. Like, yeah. we wish that we could just tell Jin how much we love this song and yeah. how much we enjoy this performance and that he couldn't see us right. you know enjoying right. it that's exactly. what was heartbreaking about it yeah yeah um, but I'm still grateful mm-hmm. that we had the concert you know but um just the solo stages like I mean filter literally Jungkook's my, my time, time. <gasps> I the hottest thing of all time is Jungkook in this red outfit and like the walking dancing transition that he makes from one stage to the <sighs> other stage on the other side of the fucking room he's insane he's insane oh my gosh those army edits of like him saying it's like Jungkook and his twin and it's him in that red outfit and in the black outfit like walking down like performing my time like damn no, I can't it's handle too- 
Uh, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> I loved the filter performance. I thought Jimin was just so sexy. The red suit, the choreo was so provocative. I was like, Park Jimin. Really um, though, Park Jimin. I really liked the purple suit too. Like I just, I don't know. All of it was great. Ugh. Getting mm-hmm. to see Ugg, oh, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. So it was still a great concert. It was I, a great concert. We both bought the actual like DVD release mm-hmm. of, uh, yeah, this yeah. concert. I mean, we really felt that it was important to commemorate it in that way right. because we hadn't been able to go to the live show and because we really did enjoy, we loved this concert performance. It was amazing to finally see all of these songs performed and to see... On Black yeah. Swine. Yes, yes. So at the very end of 2020... We get the release of B. This was at the end of November that we got the release of B. And our takeaway for this album was really that it was so incredibly healing. They were not planning on releasing this album, uh, not at all. But with the pandemic and the situation of everything that 2020 brought, they were able to put an album together. And it's it's super healing. For me, it's just like, I can't imagine... like a world without telepathy and disease. I feel these are two of their best songs. The the bridge, particularly at disease, it still hits every time I listen to it. It still hits. Oh yeah. I mean, telepathy is still so fucking good. Like I think telepathy is like my top song on that album. Mm -hmm. Love it. Every time it comes on for me, B came out the same day that my grandpa passed away in 2020 from COVID and from Alzheimer's that he had had. And so this album was very healing for me in a different way because I grieved while listening to Blue and Gray, Mm -hmm. which is my background right now. It's um, their performance for MTV Unplugged. And it was such a beautiful performance when they did this um, show with MTV Unplugged. And I really loved that one of the songs they sang was Blue and Gray because I really felt connected to that song and it really helped me. when we had my grandpa's funeral, it was really it was really hard emotionally for me. Um, I had kind of arrived after all of my family, so I didn't, you know, I hadn't been around anyone until like the morning of his funeral, and I cried so much at the actual service and after the service, and um, you know, just saying goodbye was really hard. Right. And the entire time from the funeral home to the cemetery the song that was going through my head was blue and gray and it was really comforting. Um, it was, you know, like, where's my angel, you know, like that line and, um, like it was just really lovely. And so I'm really glad that I had that song at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and because that song helped me so much, you know, was such a support during that time, I was still really able to enjoy the rest of the album. Like I don't look back on the album, you know, with sadness or like kind of avoid it because it's hard to think about and Mm -hmm. you know think about my grandpa but um you know I really love my grandpa and so I'm glad that I'm able to think about him every time that I can think about this album and Mm -hmm. like that's just what B is to me yeah yeah it's such a healing album and I'm just grateful that the the song you don't you're not really sad when you listen to it um that it's really a song that helped you through that moment and help you kind of process the go through the grieving of losing your grandpa that time definitely did yeah That gets us that into was 2020. 2021. Yeah. Getting into 2021. This is the beginning of the year. They switched over to Hive, big hit music. This is when they 
had the overarching the the umbrella company of mm-hmm. Hybe, um, and I always think of Nam June and the Nam titties with this oh, Hybe shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, that is the Hybe promotion. That that's the only Hybe promotion yeah. that we want because yeah. since the creation of Hybe, we've you know it's made a lot of changes that are not always the best. In our opinion. Yeah. But a lot, a lot of, a lot of good things too. Great stuff has come with it too. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of great groups and you know, so. And at the same time that Hybe was happening, um, Film Out, Iconic Film Out was released. Hello. Kim you had to plug in. <laughs> I have to, I always have to talk about Film Out and this is my yeah. opportunity. I still love Film Out. I still listen mm-hmm. to it all the time. It's so iconic. And we got to talk about Film Out and Hybe becoming a thing in the same episode. So right. that yeah. was just really, really great. I am forever thinking about this Kim Sook Jin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just crazy that when Hybe was, I mean, when they were transitioning to Hybe, we were also joining Consequence mm-hmm. and we had started the one through seven podcast on Spotify too. Um, so it just kind of felt like there was a lot of major events and changes happening at the beginning of 2021. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then May 21st, we got BTS's second fully English song butter. Mm-hmm. Um, we, live streamed the release of butter also um and we made pancakes with like butter and syrup while yes, live streaming, which was really fun it was like a fun pre yeah. um, music video drop activity and so that was really really memorable for us mm-hmm. um i loved butter just the minute that we heard it i absolutely love the song i did too i really enjoyed all the promotions around it like i just feel like some of the anticipation is what's so fun for me a lot of the times and seeing the retro feel like i remember seeing the very black retro look of butter for the promos I remember the melting butter the hour long yeah. melting butter oh yeah promo trailer teaser thing uh-huh. whatever that was um just I felt like you know the pop art the themes just all of it the concept I was really in love with it felt like a a, a whole era you oh, know yeah. even though it was it just was. one song and we really loved that uh-huh. and what I love about butter is that we defended this song to the fucking death <laughs> on the k-pop cast podcast and we totally converted them to butter lovers like they going into it they were like hey we're gonna do an episode on butter do you guys want to join in and we had just done ours so we were super knowledgeable on every single thing we're like let's go (laughs) um and they went from like being like "Eh," it's they were like it's okay or it's kind of mid Mm -hmm. to at the end of it we had totally convinced them about why butter was incredible the music video the lyrics top to bottom it was everything Yeah. yeah and for us what really made butter was just like the bts callbacks right like we saw the elevator which really made us think of dope just the solo dances that they all get during the kind of like dance break part of the song and of course the rap like that's what dynamite didn't have that butter did we were like man when dynamite came out we were missing the rap a little bit we're like where's where's the rappers and they brought it back with with butter so getting to hear the rap verses and butter we were like sold yeah totally it made it it was like a major step in the right direction for their English music yeah yeah definitely so after this we end up getting the release of permission to dance and so we had shared a handful of our honest opinions about permission to dance and you know I just think that this was a time where um there was maybe a little bit of division on like where the English discography was going by the time Permission to Dance was released. 
Um, I think a lot of armies had mixed feelings. There was a lot of mixed feelings within the fandom. We felt like it was kind of treated like a hit track, but the actual promotion around it seemed very like vague. And we're like, what? I kept seeing like permission to dance popping up on Twitter before its release and being like, wait, what is this? You know, is this another song? It didn't seem, obviously it didn't get the attention that Butter did, but I also felt like once it did get released, it ended up becoming like almost bigger than Butter Mm -hmm. in terms of like, I mean, their concert ended up getting named permission to dance. So, you know, for us, it was just like an adjustment, you know, and I feel that there were armies who could relate to that. In yeah. a way. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But we got Hosok and these chaps. Like, I remember, like, fangirling so hard over these chaps. And particularly the, like, bleached white hair. Like, that bright bleach blonde hair that J-Hope had. Yeah. Still a really, really great era for all of them. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Right after we got permission to dance, we got to go to see permission to dance on stage in LA mm-hmm. because they had decided that they were going to have these four concerts there. And we just had to jump on that opportunity. Of course. I mean, the second it was announced that there was going to be a concert in LA, I called you, Kayla, yeah. immediately. I don't even remember where you were. It was like at night sometime. And I'm like, we're going to LA. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no question about it. We're going to LA. Like, like never... it was announced and I hadn't even like seen my text messages before yeah. you were calling me. Like, yeah. and I was like, yes, whatever it is, we have to. Yeah. 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 And just what a fantastic weekend that was. This is where we got to host our first like listener meetup with mm-hmm. all of the Iconics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had done a lot of research and trying to figure out like activities to plan for the Iconic Army and just like the right. setting. Um, and it's so it's just so fun to get to see a lot of you guys who are here right now in person at a meetup and getting to talk and, you know, have everyone meet and mingle over BTS and what they were looking forward to with the concert after not having seen BTS in yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Live. I mean, the iconic meetup was like definitely a major highlight of the right. whole weekend for us, like being able to meet in person these incredible people that mm-hmm. like we so respect and enjoy Super respect, yeah. yeah and you know like iconics we really feel like you all are like the best people every time yeah. we get to talk to an iconic we're like wow this person is incredible and we're lucky yeah. to know them right. um and so to get the iconic hangout and to really meet you in person um and to like it was that confirmation wow they really are the most incredible people and yeah. we felt so lucky to to have pulled yeah. that that meet up together right. um yeah. and then yeah like the concert was incredible it was also over your birthday weekend which made it super special Mm -hmm. because we got to like celebrate you that weekend too which was so fun we went to like a rooftop bar and just in Hollywood in Hollywood (laughs) a rooftop bar in Hollywood to celebrate your birthday like during the sunset too it was awesome like so bougie (laughs) like I never (laughs) expect anything like that for my birthday that's why for my 28th birthday it was so low-key I didn't do anything it's like oh it's because my 27th was so fantastic like I mean can't be topped but it was so great to see BTS in person and we had not known about those carts that went by the forklifts of course we try not to spoil the concerts for ourselves so it wasn't until like in the midst of the concert that we could see them getting on these forklifts and we're We're like like, what the fuck what are they doing doing? where are they going what do you know and then it like hit us so hard that they were gonna come right in front of us we were like row four we were four rows back because they came around the level 100 
section and that's yeah. where we were at four rows back so even though it was like a little bit of like validation you know payback from the cancellation of the right. map of the soul seven tour and the super close you know second stage tickets we didn't get instead we got to see them that close and what made it super special like being four rows back we were incredibly close as they came yeah. by but our double biases were on, on the, the forklift together yes i were on the same forklift like, it was incredible like Young, j-hope namjoon jimin all right there we got to see Those all four. of them it was incredible yeah. and then you know obviously they switched in the middle and the rest of them came right, back by right. but it just made it super special yeah. it was like they knew you know it was one of those moments where it was like wow they're meant for us yeah. you know and another really standout memorable moment and takeaway from that concert was they ended with permission to dance where we were like had mixed feelings about the song but in that moment it was so happy and seeing and like dancing around to permission to dance with BTS at the end of the mm-hmm. concert. Like I just felt that, you know, I'm like, okay, like this is, this really is a great song and this mm-hmm. is just a beautiful moment for all of us to be here. And yeah. so grateful after having not seen them for so long. Yeah. It was amazing to literally do that choreography that they made so accessible yeah, to everyone right? with the entire crowd of like yeah. 70,000 at SoFi. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was, it was really amazing. It was, I mean, I just got chills with you talking about it again because we really did just fully enjoy that moment despite any right. of our other feelings about permission to dance externally in that moment we loved it and right. you know we're like this may be the last time that we ever see them perform permission to dance it wasn't but yeah. we were enjoying it for like what it was right yeah right. yeah that was 2021 and then 2022 this I mean, year it just happened so you all know we're gonna pretty quickly recap 2022 yeah. and just kind of reflect on this year I mean, we got that, that, that's that, a major that. standout to me from <laughs> yes. 2022. Like, I mean, this iconic duo of Min, Yoongi, and Psy, like this yeah. collaboration was fucking incredible. Right. Um, the fact that Yoongi produced it, it was so good that he had to get on the track also and feature was great. And the music was in video. the music video. Yeah, the, music, was video. the music video. And did the yeah. choreo. Um, truly iconic that that yeah. is it's just such a blessing. Yeah, I love that. That yes, yeah. yeah. The true post-pandemic song, right? Yeah, yes, the true post-pandemic song. Yeah. yeah, and then after this, we got the release of Proof. We uh, were really looking forward to this being an anthology, and it just made so much sense with like Chapter Two starting. We didn't know at the time, but you know, to really cap off Chapter One with all of Proof, getting some of those like demos, getting to like hear songs that hadn't been released before and of course yet to come yeah um so yeah. and of course it was released on june 10th yeah you know, their their anniversary right so. the anthology was really incredible to get this year mm-hmm. yeah and of course we got the announcement of chapter two so yeah. we had gotten their Festa dinner where we had really realized that like there was going to be this indefinite break. They had had these couple breaks, you mm-hmm. know, over the past year. Some hiatus. Hi- and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're like a break again. They would like do one thing and then break again. And so, yeah, I really do think that like looking back, I was a little, we were both a little blinds, not blindsided, but we like had the blindfolds on or the, right. what do you recall? We those? didn't want to see it. You yeah. Know. Yeah. We didn't want to see it, but it was definitely coming. So I will say that was a tough time to really really, you know, for a lot of armies to realize that this is like, they're going on to solo work now. Mm -hmm. But we were so blessed that not long after this announcement, we got Jack in the Box. Hell yeah. From J-Hope. Yes. And that pulled us right out of that funk because Jack in the Box from J-Hope was 
incredible yes, in every, more. everything. More arson? Arson, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, and being able to go to Hobie Palooza, like mm-hmm. you and I had never been to a music festival before. No. And just knowing that J-Hope was going to be performing there, we were like, we have to fucking go. There was no question. We weren't going to go. We Well, I go. said we have to go. You were like, no, it's fine, whatever. I was unsure because it was a music festival. Um, But then I was just so sad about like the announcement of chapter two. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Impulse buy. Like, this is how I'm coping with my feelings. Yes. <laughs> just going to buy tickets. I'm so glad that we did because Hobie Palooza, like I all, obviously all of BTS's concerts are fantastic, but Hobie Palooza, the energy level of that, that audience and just the energy level between ARMY and J-Hope. I can't describe it. Yeah. It was, I mean, for him was, to have drawn a crowd of over a hundred thousand just to his stage for that performance mm-hmm. is so telling. Yeah. Um, and he rocked the crowd the whole night. I mean, I can guarantee that everybody who was there enjoyed it and fucking loved it. I mean, that was such an iconic moment the entire day. Not only did we get to meet up with more iconics that day and kind of catch up with people that we had met at the LA hangout, mm-hmm. um, but we got to like just experience fucking J-Hope there solo and see how he rocks the stage and owns the stage on his own I mean I think that he was really changed from Hobie Palooza like oh yeah it became his night oh yeah it's like a newfound confidence he's always had the confidence but like he's just like a changed man and I do think it's because that was his moment of like yes I'm a great performer as a member of BTS but I'm also a fantastic performer as J-Hope a solo artist um What a highlight to our year was Hobie Palooza. Oh, like, absolutely. Live BTS member in person. Yeah. Incredible. Anything, and Jimin, all we need. Jimin was there. Yeah, Jimin <laughs> was there. I just love that Jimin was there yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. But we also ended up getting Sexy New Kim, Rush Hour. We got the Yet to Come concert in Busan. That's when we also got the announcement of their military service that they would be serving after just kind of all sorts of speculation about what was going to go on. But I think one of the the highlights for me was just the yet to come concert in Busan and getting run BTS and seeing choreo and just the the run BTS performance. You've been needing that since June 10th. It, It yes, it completed proof me yeah I don't know why I needed it so badly I'm just grateful like I feel so yeah. needy no I mean I feel <laughs> like BTS, BTS knew how much that army yeah. would want and need that performance and I think yeah. back then they must have known that they were going to do the concert in Busan yeah. and they just saved it for that oh yeah you know? I mean in the festa dinner where Jen was like winking at the camera when right. they were talking about run BTS like he was kind of letting us know like don't worry right yeah And then we're ending up here 2022 20, with the astronaut and with Indigo and yeah. with our 200th episode. I mean, right? we just really cannot believe like where BTS has gone in these past like five years of standing them and past five years of making this podcast right. and like going on this journey, this like creative collaborative project that you and I have taken on together. It's been really wonderful to make these 200 episodes with you, Bethany. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry too. It's been, it's been incredible. I'm so grateful for our friendship. I'm so grateful for BTS. I'm so grateful for all of our listeners, all of your support over I, these 
I mean, several years. I mean, since 2018 when this show came into fruition, it's just turned into way more than I ever expected it to be. So thank you for all of your support. Thank you, BTS, for just making our, enriching our lives, like truthfully, um, deepening our friendship Mm -hmm. and connecting us to so many other incredible people um, around the country and the world, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Eternally grateful for this opportunity that, you know, we have to be able to have shared this 200th episode with you all. And Bethany, I love you. And I'm so glad that we get to do this together. Um, This is like truly one of the biggest gifts of my life is to be able to hang out with you and just fangirl and talk about everything having to do with BTS all the time. It brings me joy. It brings me so much joy. I love you so much. I love you so much. (laughs) Let's get all sappy. Uh, well thank you all so so much for joining us for our 200th episode means so much that you all were here we're gonna keep at it i mean as long as bts or you know wherever they go on their journey we're going along with them 100 percent. we're we're happy to be talking about them yeah every other week (laughs) (laughs) indefinitely like Uh, forever (laughs) forever literally forever for 50 years from now just like they say 20 30 50 years Um, yeah, so thank you to Iconics who listened along with us live and special thanks to our VIP Iconics on Patreon, Eileen, Michelle, Deja, Meg, Rachel, Robin, Emily, Madison, Holly, and Sophia. Thank you guys so much for all of your love and support. We appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Reach out to us on social media. Our DMs are open. Um, Write us a review. It means so much and it helps other people find this podcast and get interested in it also. And of course, you can find links for all of those things in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS for 200 episodes. We just recapped all these years of BTS. (laughs) Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Thank you. Thank you for joining. We're so glad that you guys came. Yes. Yes. It's so good to see all of your faces. Thank you, Mijan. Thank you, Mijan. (laughs)